Hey everybody, we back again. We're back again. There it is. Uh, I'm Spencer, and of course that's our licensed clinical therapist, Nas. What a fool. All right. And this is the Different Spectrums podcast. We talk about movies and shows, and also the mental health around those movies and shows. We get that. Uh, yeah. We also try to laugh, so haha, you know? So don't take us too seriously, or you will try to cancel us. Please don't do that. We appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, also, don't forget to run up those likes for us. We'd really appreciate it. Um, also, subscribe down below. Down below, right there, where he's pointing. Yep. Uh, Nas, do you want to get into the donations slash the website real quick? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, oh, don't you know? So we I, got. I thought you were doing another accent for a second. Oh I was yeah, like, no. oh, oh, I thought about it. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so we got a website now, people. It is quite magnificent. Uh, DifferentSpectrumsPod.com. Uh, you mm-hmm. can check out the bios, information. You can catch the pods right on there as well. And we got a shop, merch, merchandise, sweaters, cups, stickers. <laughs> really Other stuff. It. Yep. Botanical gardens. I just said a word. All right. All right. Yep. Just we got a lot of stuff. So go in there and check it out. We got colors. We got different. We got spectrums. It's all the stuff. Go check we it got out. Colors and spectrums. You're an idiot. We just... got the different spectrums of the colors of the Pentagon. Okay. You know what? We're gonna let him shut up for a second. And yep. <laughs> this is why to... you never give me the reins. I know, especially selling your own shit. That's the fucking funny thing. You can't even sell your own things. You're like, we got all the things, and remember <laughs> this, and remember that. No, I don't. We got ducks, rubber ducks. Oh my god! All right, so today we're gonna be taking a look at a scene from Ratatouille. Ratatouille, yes. Ratatouille. Fan requested. Fan requested. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, like six months scene, ago. Oh, my God. All right. In this scene, Remy is teaching his brother a meal about how to expand his mind and views when it comes to eating food. Yes. Um, Remy is also trying to explain what he sees and feels to his brother that doesn't really share the same perspective as him. So as soon as he starts to eat something, he sees different colors, feels, listens to like kind of hears different music in his head. Um as we'll see in the scene. Um, but then for some topics that we're going to be covering today, we're going to be talking about synesthesia. synesthesia. Uh, um, different sensitivities, difference in pain, metabolism, temperature, all that fun stuff. And of course, overstimulation, which we are masters at making people be overstimulated (laughs) pay attention to me anybody who is on the spectrum and has some type of like just gets oversensitized we're like hmm how do we how do we get this to happen it's like instantly (laughs) unlimited power unlimited power (laughs) and you can just see our friends melt away into puddles yeah yes yeah, I know. Dom is gonna be hilarious on the road trip because she's gonna be so overstimulated. I just told her, I was like, you know what? Just put some headphones in. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll, You'll be make right. it. Yeah, you didn't just die, did you? Through. No, you almost did, but true. Thank God we're not taking the navigator through there. Oh my God! May she rest in peace. And no, I hope she burns. Almost died. Like, <laughs> Jesus, three times. On the road trip. Am I down there? Oh, (laughs) Let's get to the scene. Yeah, let's just get to it. Let's get right into it. You already talked about everything. Yeah. Don't even tell you. Follow the shop, people. It's quite wonderful. It's magnificent. (laughs) Got all the stuff. I I don't know what the stuff is, but we got the stuff. (laughs) I'll link it below. Just go to the scene, for God's (laughs) sakes. Don't even whoop. Don't even do it. (laughs) No, no. Don't just survive, they discover, they create. 
mean, just look at what they do with food. How can I describe it? Good food is like music you can taste, color you can smell. There is excellence all around you. You need only be aware to stop and savor it. Oh, Gusto was right. Oh, mm, yeah. Oh, amazing. Each flavor was totally unique. But combine one flavor with another, and something new was created. Ah, I brought you something to. Ah! No, 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 no! Spit that out right now! Oh, I have got to teach you about food. Close your eyes. Now, take a bite of this. No, no, no! Don't just hork it down! Too late. <laughs> Here. At chew it slowly. Mm. Only think about the mm. taste. Uh, see? Not really. Creamy, salty, sweet, and oaky nuttiness. You detect that? Oh, I'm detecting nuttiness. Close your eyes. Now taste this. Mm. Whole different thing, right? Sweet, crisp, slight tang on the finish. Okay. Now, try them together. Okay. I think I'm getting a little something there. The nuttiness. See? Could be the tang. That's it. Now, imagine every great taste in the world being combined into infinite combinations of tastes that no one has tried yet. Discoveries to be made! I think. Uh-huh. You lost me again. Ha, <sighs> yeah. But that was interesting. Most interesting garbage ever. Alright. And we're back again. Yep. Uh so we just watched a scene, uh two scenes, where uh Remy uh is trying out these different foods and he's he's getting more cultured in the way of humans and so um he's trying these foods and he's seeing different colors and uh hearing different you know music and things like that it's all different sensory things um and then the next scene it's uh pretty much the same thing but he's trying to get his brother to see the same way and he does not <laughs> No. He's, not, he's like, I just want some trash. Yeah, he's a simpleton. It's <laughs> a little bit. He kind of goes with the flow yeah. a little too much. Um, but yeah, so we checked out those scenes. So now, as you mentioned, that this was a fan request. Yep. Uh, what kind of made you want to uh, do the scene in general? Uh, so work with a human, mm. and they requested this, man, long time ago. Well, technically, they brought it up. Long time right. ago, when I was first diagnosing them, o o older individual, uh, like in their thirties. Mm -hmm. um, oh shit, they probably kill me for that. I think maybe late, late twenties. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> and they said, "Hey, the old bitch." <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, they were like, <laughs> oh, "We were going through the screeners that we do for neurodivergence and all that, and like synesthesia, the way the tasting and smelling and all this stuff. Like this is this is me. The different perceptions and words and different colors and and letters, mm -hmm. this and this. I'm like, you got dyslexia. Nope. <laughs> I, I I see things and feel things different than others. I'm like, okay. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember this individual fought me on on the autism stuff. Still does to this day. They're like, eh, yeah, I don't know if it's really a thing. I'm like. What other data do you need? <laughs> I also, I also diagnosed your whole family. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think you got it. <laughs> I think you got to tease them. Yep. And so they brought it up, uh, and then eventually, right, the pod started taking off, and they said, "Hey, do it on that one clip I showed you." I'm like, "You never showed me a fucking clip. I sent it to you. I never looked at it." Um, I did. I just know that they're gonna watch this and then be so mad. <laughs> what the fuck? Guy, <laughs> oh still want to get that money coming in though. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you never fix them too good, but then we had to keep coming back. Oh my god, he's joking, folks. He's joking. Guess not. Never mind. <laughs> no. Uh, and so they said we're gonna do this ratatouille thing. I was like, okay, let's do it. Uh, okay. Very cute scene. And mm -hmm. obviously, this is a metaphor, so we'll try to put this in the reels. Right, this is an example, a metaphor. Um, but this is the experience of a lot of folks that are neurodivergent 
different senses, different things triggering other things. There's certain neurons that are placed in different places where they shouldn't be, and these ones where they should. It's who knows what causes it. Um, but right. it's a neurochemical response that shoots off and triggers things. And so I think it's quite wonderful, quite fabulous. They said most people don't want to get rid of this. They actually quite enjoy it. It could make memory better in some instances. Uh, okay. So I think you brought something up just a second ago about one of the food critics there. He said uh, he was getting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So for Anton Ego, um, he's a harsh critic. But at the end of the movie, Remy makes him his, uh, his favorite dish, ratatouille. And as soon as he eats it, it reminds him of a time where uh, his mom would make it like a comfort food, pretty much. And okay. um, he like as soon as he ate it, it felt like he was like a, the little kid again, um, eating his mom's ratatouille. So there you go. Um, that's that was pretty much it. I mean, different thing. It's not really him seeing um, no. you know colors or anything like that. It's more of it just like a memory, right? Yep, it's a memory where. The little dude, it's more about a sensation. It's more about this experience mm-hmm. of fireworks, of his neurons exploding. Right. Uh, that neuro kind of freak out or synapse explosion, That's that can be seen when people are uh, different. But that can be seen, mm-hmm. that dopamine effect, when people are playing instruments, listening to music, exercising, right? It's that, that rush of things. Uh, I have a lot of clients that experience synesthesia in different ways. My folks that are very empathic, um, that I think you were reading it. I accidentally sent you the wrong article about mirror, uh, mirror synesthesia. And so when yeah. someone right gets touched on their hand or something like that, you can feel it. Or it's like when you see someone mm-hmm. get kicked in the nads and you're like, Oh, ah! fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of an empathy thing. Like you almost feel that pain. And so with me, I have a lot of mirroring neurons. And so when I start to see pain, then I start to feel pain. Um, mm. uh, certain things for me, like the violin, when it gets to a certain pitch and level, like I just like legit can't breathe anymore, and I just start crying. Uh, like listening sometimes, there's this uh, Aretha Franklin video that I posted on Facebook the other day where she's singing mm. opera. She's filling mm-hmm. in for like this really famous dude. Forgot his name, Pavarotti. Um yeah. And oh my God, literally, I'm just sobbing the other day. I'm like, why? Well, I don't even know why I'm crying. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Um, so, a lot of music can do that with me. Uh, certain thoughts or visuals put me into a certain heightened state or emotion. Um, mm-hmm. But the color thing, not a thing. Right. When I think of humans, I get certain experiences or sensations. My body changes in certain ways where it gets relaxed or comfortable or like mm, tense. Uh, but my client was reporting more of like the visuals when it comes to words, letters, colors, tastes like, okay. And I have other clients like that. And so, right. There's no, there's no treatment for this is not a thing that you're going to get treatment that this is just a way you experience the world. I think that's where we're going to go with this today is talk about autism and just experiencing the world in a different way. I don't Mm -hmm. want you to think about autism as this disabled disability where you can't do nothing and go nowhere that's that's not what we do on this podcast this podcast is talking about you know mental health movies and then also putting some neurodivergent stuff in throughout it and so we're using this differing of abilities there's a lot of us got a ton more neurons so like me and so we experience things in a different way sometimes we get overstimulated certain things right Uh, i thought Mm -hmm. i was always weird that i was always laying on the floor i like the grounding sensation of the floor I thought it was weird that everywhere I go, I turn the lights off and I don't like them. I don't like the lights on. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, why are you sitting in the dark? I'm like, there's plenty of light in here. They're like, this is odd. <laughs> like, get your cell phone flashlight. Like, I feel like it's plenty of light in here. Oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's light enough. All right? you it's like, you can see your, you can see my teeth. Like, it's fine. Pitch black. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Draymond? <laughs> It's a joke. Sorry, folks. Um, so, and then there's like sound sensitivities that I have at times. Uh, most of the time, I'm really solid. If it's a ton of different stuff at once, nah, it kind of puts me on edge. If it's prolonged things, so prolonged, let's say music for a long extended period of time, nah, I just burned out. Uh, mm-hmm. So like during my lifts, after like 30, 40 minutes, I'm like, yeah, 
I'm good now. Mm. Hey, it's also because it's on my ear and it's just a lot. So just always on mm. my ear, in my ear. That's a sensation I don't really enjoy that much. Um, so today we're going to talk about some stimulation things. Uh-huh. And synesthesia and how that kind of relates to that. This mm-hmm. different experience. And then we're going to try and normalize that. Does that make sense, homie? Yeah. So. I'm going to go right in for the kill right here. The funnies. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Your baby girl. Yeah. She got yeah. some sensitivities. Yeah. She does. <laughs> she, she does. She's a tough gal, but she got she got some things where better not do that shit. But... <laughs> <laughs> so I know she doesn't like the, the loud stuff when me and you are going at it. But then again, most people don't like that when me and you are. Yeah, um, like we overstimulated Colin, and he's like a brick wall. Yeah, that's we because we it's just relentless. Honestly, we just keep on going. We just don't stop, and then we get louder and louder and louder. Yeah, listen, he starts um, chipping in and laughing, and then he's tooting. Yeah. So then it's the whole thing, yeah. and uh, and it just makes it even worse because we just oh, Colin went off. He was like, "Why did you guys shut up? <laughs> what are we even talking about?" What are we even talking? <laughs> Someone that's literally a brick wall, people that is impenetrable for mental health, and then he's just, oh, I'm gonna kill you. Hey, but you know what? Somehow we did it, so it's an achievement. It's an achievement. We got it. Yeah, we terrorized him. I feel good about myself now. So. Well, hey, what are you gonna do? Uh, like the YouTube trolls on our page now. <laughs> Right. Um, but yeah, she is more of like a sensitivity to like loud sounds. She yep. usually has to wear like uh ear earbuds, not earbuds, um, earplugs. Yeah. And um, especially if it's like really loud stuff. Um because yeah, she just it's just too much. Too, too much. much. Um and then also she she usually like has her headphones on and stuff when she's like trying to concentrate, do music or like trying to do homework or anything um, just to kind of stay concentrated, which I get because I do the same thing, too. So um, she likes a little bit of the stimulation, but it just can't be overstimulated. So it's like the perfect yeah. amount right in there. Yeah. And especially like if you if we go out to like just like say we go out to like a bar or something and there's like loud music. Yep. too much yep. um me uh i kind of get overstimulated with like tons of people around yep uh i don't like having tons of people like i'm i'm usually okay if like you know people are bumping into me or something but for the most part i just get annoyed and yeah don't like it for me it depends um, like when we went to that football game at the lines and it was packed like that was okay but just for yeah. a short period of time not a long period of time yeah yeah, no. But like once you're in like a club or something and it's just everybody piled in, I'm just ugh, I hate that. I hate that. For a lot of folks, let's do a little pause right here. For a lot of my folks yeah. on the spectrum, the pub, you're in college, right? Or maybe you're in adulthood and the pub is the place where everyone goes. It's the normal college experience and and you sure. want to do it and that's the thing to do because you want to be normal and make friends. And oh, if you want to, okay, but know it's going to drain your battery pretty quick. Yeah. Know that some of my clients are going to be pretty nauseous. I mean, I got a couple that are just like in the bathroom the whole time, either run like hiding and crying, or like some of them pooping pretty hard. <laughs> You're pretty just hard. trying to find the word. Yeah. Well, I would say, I would say uh, the opposite of hard and pretty fast. <laughs> um, because anxiety and the nerves, and so it just overstimulates right. someone's nervous system, and then it's just they can't. Uh, so. If you do get burned out of these things, or you like hanging mm. out at your friend's place, but you know, but like a small gathering, get together, playing board games, video games, Mario Kart, all that stuff is cool. But now when you get to the pub, it's a different experience. And you could be freaking out because of many different things. Gender, could be sexuality, it could be a racial thing. Mm-hmm. But specifically, it's loud, it's probably hot, and shit for me, it's also mm-hmm. overpriced. Um, yeah, yeah. So there's a bunch of reasons why it may not be fit for you. But know that if you do go, that you, it's going to take some out of you. And so the next day, you're not going to be able to do much or you shouldn't do much. That way you got brain space to recover Sunday and then you can hit Monday fresh. Know that if you're going to hang out, you know, Thursday, that, you know, Friday's a little bit easier. You have to plan your schedule and to fit these overstimulating events. Because, uh, you know, I know some guest speakers, some badass speakers, and they'll be like, they'll do one of these events on the campuses 
Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, yeah, how you feeling? They'd be like, I'm not going to talk for like three days. I'm like, Jesus. So like, you being sarcastic? Like, no. You know, my children and my husband know that I will not talk for three days. Wow. Oh, okay. That's pretty intense. Yeah. It's pretty intense. Um, yeah. But yeah, it just overstimulates them a lot too much. And so they're gassed for three days. I'm like, okay. So that's them mm-hmm. camouflaging. Mm-hmm. So me and you. We definitely get burned out in those situations. I think it heightens my anxiety for sure. For you, it might be just a little odd for you. And you're like, ah, just annoying. why am I here? Yeah, it's why am I here? For me, I get yeah. anxious. I remember going to a pub at St. Mary's uh, mm-hmm. with some of the coaches. And they're like, what's wrong with you? Like, we talk about, like, why you look like? I'm like, what do I look like? You're just watching everyone. I was like, yeah, because there's a bunch of fucking drunk people around us. Mm-hmm. I'm like one of two people that are of color and it's all white folks. So, like, I'm on edge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. it's a different yeah it's totally different also different for vibe. you because you have to you have to be on your toes right like that's how it is man it especially is. in Winona yep you know it's different so um so yeah those sensitivities me and you got uh also mm. Spencer used to be a picky eater <laughs> I'm a lot better now yeah a lot better <laughs> Uh, I was so bad. Like, I was really bad as a kid. I was so bad. I was like, I'm not eating anything unless it's just this. <laughs> what was it? I swear to God, if you say chicken nuggets, I'm going to hit you in the head. It wasn't chicken nuggets. Probably like hamburgers and okay. shit like that. Like, I just, I never really ate. Like, my mom makes uh, this thing called goulash and yep. um, just had it tonight, actually. And I used to not eat it at all because I was just like, it's not like corn dogs or hamburgers it's all this shitty food i shouldn't have been eating yep. um that i liked um Goulash but then the you know i tried it one day and i was like oh okay i like this um and then of course when i got to college <laughs> i wasn't eating at all because i was like you know I, I just wasn't eating and i was working out a lot and um and I was hanging around you, and y'all would just talk shit. Be like, y'all ain't going, you know, I made, all, I remember Pops, he was like, I made all this food. He made you so much food. He did, he did make the a lot of food. The first Super Bowl he came over, anything. he was like, literally mounds of food. I'm like, why did we make all this? <laughs> like, how many people are coming? Jesus. <laughs> I know, you were like, are there more people coming? I was like, no, it's just you. <laughs> it's like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Like I, I honestly, when um, I only ate like cheese pizza, but then after like meeting you and like hanging out with you and stuff, I just had to start eating like pepperoni pizza because that was all you got. And I was like, oh, fuck, fuck it, I guess I gotta me. eat meat, fucking protein. I, got, I was like, oh shit, it's actually not that bad. Um, but yeah, so I've gotten so much better now. I make food like just things like i would have never eaten before like squid and all that fun stuff yep. and scallops and all that oh so. yeah i've seen you try a bunch of stuff um mm-hmm. yeah and so i thought it was cool to bring that up too because that's a sensitivity is right. texture yeah. uh, so there's certain textures that i'm supposed to like because it's my culture where it's like mm-hmm. menudo um uh wait a minute menudo menudo yes menudo yeah so it's like this soupy thing with cow stomach is the meat in it and it's like chewy the soup itself is pretty good but the chewy gooey cow stomach particles yeah that that's uh, gross but you know everyone's like oh you're not real mexican like yep it's fine fine (laughs) yep yeah uh so that's like one of our big dishes there but there's certain things i don't like chewy things man uh i'm not the biggest fan of sweet things if i feel like it's supposed to be salty uh like if it's like pasta and stuff like that and all of a sudden it's sweet i'm like Ugh. yeah um, certain like sweet pot like sweet sauces i'm just like get the fuck out of here I, don't yep, want that. I like i got a saltier palate um but i have a lot of students that have texture things they have like certain yeah. ocds or phobias about certain things like yogurts if it's got the little crusties on it they freak out i got yeah. some students where if they can't have their food touching in the plate. It can't be touching. And so, right, oh, yeah. if the if the chicken nugget touches the ketchup, even though they were going to put the chicken nugget in the ketchup anyways, that chicken right. nugget is now contaminated. Yeah, I had that when I was younger, too. I didn't let anything, like, touch at all. And I started yep. mixing stuff together, and I was like, oh, that's actually not that bad. It's not bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when you start 
But my dad, like, it was always everything's mixed together. <laughs> and then we're big boys. We just throw shit on top of shit. Um, but it's the thing. So sensitivity uh, to smell. Um, mm. So, like, they were talking about in the movie Ratatouille, he eats. Mm-hmm. And it's like this neuro divergence in their brain where they're seeing and feeling and hearing, and it's an explosion. And so, depending on who you are, you may also feel that. Uh, I think, Spence, we were going to bring up like mindful eating. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, technically, we're supposed to eat where we're just eating and not watching like a show. We're supposed to chew like a bunch of times. I feel it's like eight times or some shit or nine times. I'm telling you, that's what you're supposed to do to digest it, taste it. I'm like, I literally swallow my food. I barely even chew it. Like it's in there. I like sometimes I'll bite my lip. I'm like, almost got. (laughs) But it's the thing, um, mindful eating. It's actually known to make people feel a lot better for digestion reasons, but also for mood because you're actually tasting the food. I will let you know. If I pay for an expensive meal, I'd be tasting the shit out of it. <laughs> if it's like a good yeah. steak or something like that, or you go out and it's you know Fair it's enough. something nice. Or like we went to that place in Orlando and we got them burritos or them tacos at oh, that place. Yeah. That was crack. Yeah. yeah, those burritos were amazing. Oh. Crack. Yes. You go back um, there. So, so yeah, my mouth is like legit watering right now. I'm so hungry. Uh, <laughs> I hate this. Every time I talk about food, I'm like, <laughs> um, so it can lead to a different experience. I think you were talking about where the dude said it reminds him of his mom. Right. So I'm sure you got some dishes that remind you of mom or like other family members. Right. Yeah. Like my mom's goulash. She makes that. And that's like her specialty. And so, yeah, I probably couldn't even like make it myself because it just wouldn't be the same, you know. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like when somebody else makes it, or you know, you try and make it yourself, it's just doesn't taste right or doesn't feel right, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was gonna ask you, like, what's do you have a dish that you know kind of reminds you of like you know your like good times, comfort so, yeah, food if, that you're like if anyone ah. makes. Some good Spanish rice. It'll remind me of mom's. Um, sadly, the mm. smell of te- tequila will remind me of mom. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, certain perfumes. Uh, she had a couple different perfumes that remind me of mom. My dad's okay. a couple different perfumes that remind me always of him. Mixed in with cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I ever smell cigarette okay. and cologne, I'm like, dad? Where is he? I'll just cripple ass get out here. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, my dad he he had like this hair product that he always used, and okay. anytime if I smell, I'm just like, where is he? Where is that fucker? Where, where is he at? Anytime I smell my mom's perfume somewhere, like in a store or something, I'll just like walk behind them, I'm like, oh yes, my precious <laughs> uh, Doctor Nas. Calling Dr. Nas. <laughs> yeah. Professional. Yes. Uh, get back to it. Get back to it. Uh, <laughs> I think also with Pops, if we were talking about certain foods, I think a classic mm-hmm. that I'll probably make legit until I die on Super mm-hmm. Bowls is the nachos. But that's mm-hmm. always going to be a staple and legit until I can't move my body is to okay. cook in that big ass plate and plate of nature, nachos. Nachos. Mm, I love me some nachos. I love some nachos. Nachos. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's got a bunch of different things that he cooks. I mean, these days right. it's it's like just straight baked chicken because we're trying to eat healthier. Um, right. He's got a bunch of different types of mush that we make that's pretty good. We're just a lot of things together. Mush. Mush. So he's some of the best mush I've ever eaten in my life. Uh <laughs> The prison meals, but they're good, man. They're fucking good. <laughs> Best prison meal you ever eat. <laughs> meat, some rice, a bunch of other stuff in it, crackers. Jesus Christ. Well, <laughs> some sauce in there. All What's the sauce to get there? Why are yeah. bars on the windows? <laughs> yeah, man, it's the mush, boy. <laughs> he always used to say, it's that good mush. <laughs> oh I love God. it. I tore that shit up, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't walk for a week. I was so bloated from all the sodium. Make. You ever try to make a mush better than this? Don't even try. Don't, Don't even, even try. try. Best mush is side of town. 
Um, oh <laughs> yeah, there's there's so many different things. I feel like with my auntie, it, uh, the she would always make the this tabbouleh uh, and mm. kibbe. So I kind of remember that from her. Um, uncles all got stuff. So like, there's certain meals, certain scents, certain smells. My mm-hmm. father that'll always be triggering for me is the music. So like the classic mm. rock stuff and like him banging his hands on the steering wheel. Uh, right. I'm like, yep, we're going to die in here, man. Chill out. <laughs> um, so I have a lot of triggering things. So this is my type of version of synesthesia. All these things are triggered then visuals happen. So I see a lot mm. of different things in visuals. So it might mm. not be the colors, but it's a visual representation. And also I have the, right. the mirroring part. Or if something happens, I feel it very, very deeply, very harshly, and I walk through people's stories. So as they tell me a story, I walk through it like a movie. So mm-hmm. if you're telling me, well, yeah, Nas, you know, I broke up with my girlfriend, and and then they mm-hmm. sent me this text and this and that, right? I'm visualizing me sitting next to you, and you get the text and you see it, and you break down, and it leads me down a weird path when it gets into some. I don't mind the violent stuff, but when it gets to some of the assaulty stuff, then then it really hurts yeah. me. Um, Mm-hmm. So that's sketchy. Uh, that's why I try to lighten my caseload to make sure that I don't have too many trauma cases throughout in one day and I can spread it out. Right. Because if that does happen and I take on too much pain, at that point of time, I'll feel like uh, we just did a pod that just released mm-hmm. uh, on Monday, the uh, 13th of mm-hmm. uh, March. Um, on on Killmonger, and uh, one of the scenes is where he burns all the herbs, right? The heart shaped yeah. herbs, and then he's just all mm-hmm. on fire and sitting there. That's how I feel after the trauma cases. I just hope everything lights on fire and there's no more world. Oh wow, um, it's intense. Yes. Those those are the days where I'm like, there's no point to humanity. We're all terrible. Um, and then like someone makes me smile the next day, I'm like, oh okay, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep, that was an intense emotion. <laughs> Never mind. Just kidding. Yeah. Uh-huh. Go to the gas station. I hope you die, mister. Like, what? <laughs> Tomorrow. Oh, hey, I didn't mean that. My bad. Uh, my hey, what up, Bobby? So those are having more mirroring neurons, as we talked about before on the pod. Folks in the spectrum right. have one to two million more neurons, depending on you know your own genetic code and makeup. But let's get into some of the sensory stuff. Yes. So I got some fun stuff with clients. We talked about sensitivity to light, sound, touch. Some people, it's the clothing or tags. Um, some people, it's going to be the smells and t- uh, right different picking up different things. They have to have things more bland. Could be the textures. Could be that. Have some people with hypo and hypersensitivity with pain. So you got someone that can take a little bloop and they're going to freak mm. out because they don't like being touched. Like little Tara, going to freak out. And then you take one of my humans that actually was riding his bike and got hit by a car. Completely fine. They take him to go get an x-ray because he was walking funny a month later. He, he had a fractured ankle. It's like, how the fuck do you not know you had a fractured ankle, kid? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Tickles. Uh, yeah. Uh. What was that? Um, I got some, like the one of our homies uh, named Tara. Mm-hmm. Uh, that can withstand extreme cold temperatures, but they overheat really quickly. And when they overheat, they start to deregulate. Me as well, mm-hmm. when I start to get hot when I don't want to be, start to deregulate, start to get real antsy, real, real nervous. Right. That's true for a lot of people. As they get hotter, they get more nervous. But then mm-hmm. I get some people that I've had that were neurodivergent, and they would sit in the waiting room, and at St. Mary's there was a, a heaters run on the ceiling, and it was like electric thing that would blow on the ceiling in our offices and air conditioners and mm-hmm. they sat right under it and the heat was on them by the time they got to my office they were w- welts rash it was like a rash wow it was intense i'm like damn homie do we need to go to the hospital she said what's wrong I'm like well you look like you got something i don't know what to yeah. <laughs> i'm about to put one of them blankets on you because you ain't spreading this shit in my office what my hazmat suit at Oh my God. I'm about to beat you with that Rafiki, Rafiki stick. <laughs> Put out the fire. It was bad, bro. I felt so bad for her. And she's like, no, it's fine. We can continue. I'm like, you you look like you're about to start bleeding. Hmm. It's bad. Hypersensitivity yeah. to heat. Or hyposensitivity as some folks. Um, it just really depends. We could also talk about that with emotions. So we got some folks 
that are very stoic, reserved. Um, a man of a uh, few words, like Colin. And then you got others that are bouncing over the walls and freaking out and love tons of stimulation, right? And so there's right. hyper activity, and then there's the more hypo and reclusive, more hermit based. Colin told me uh, on Saturday, he said, Yeah, man, we got to go to this damn birthday party. I'm like, You got to go to a birthday party? <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, I hate this. And his wife is sitting right there. She's like, We're going. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, he sends me a picture, and it's him wearing like a hat, a chicken hat with like a the chicken rooster thing. It looked like a what? penis on his head. Um, and he goes, "This is what I have to look forward to in my life. Kill me now." Well, <laughs> little baby's gonna be having some chicken hats. Yeah, it was hilarious. I'm like, "Are y'all working at a churchy's chicken? What is why you got this job?" Let's go to KFC for the birthday party. What? Why? Yep. Uh, Why? But yeah, there's some folks that are going to be on either sides of the spectrum, right? So let's say that there's two poles, two polar opposites, and the rest of us are going to fall somewhere in between there, right? So it's a spectrum. Um, I got some folks that'll come into the office and are very articulate with what they think and feel, very detailed. I got some folks that come into the office. But yeah, I'm anxious. Oh, okay, tell me why you're anxious. Well, I got this, this, and that. I said that sounds like normal thinking, bro. And we just kind of sit there looking at each other. I'm like, you're going to have to give me more details. How am I going to help you? Well, I got social anxiety. Okay, and then what is social anxiety to you? Well, I just don't feel right. I'm like, all right, brother. <laughs> so let's start talking. Let's back up and talk about emotions, thoughts, and feelings, behaviors. Uh, so I have to lead some people to water. Some people can't talk at all, and I just have them write it down in a journal. And then uh, I kind of just read that. I've had Zoom sessions where they just type and I talk. Mm -hmm. Just depends on what your communication is. Uh, Spencer, you know the old story when the the, the mother called me a drug dealer for get, letting her son uh, play with his Pokemon uh, oh, yeah. book in my office. Uh, whatever you got to do to regulate and to communicate, it, it's not that you can't communicate. All communication is communication. But right. it's nonverbal. It's all communication. Um so the therapist office, we're really good at picking it out. You get the wrong therapist, though. They're going to diagnose you with some weird shit. Right. Uh, they're going to think that you're fucking crazy. I got a human I'm working with. I think most people would be scared. Uh, and they are the sweetest thing. They gave me a tea the other day. They just came up, walked mm -hmm. right up to me. Mm -hmm. I asked a few questions. They barely even said anything. Then they just gave me a tea. And then I was like, okay, you can take off now. <laughs> And they just walked away. It was so awkward. Uh, I knew they were on the spectrum. And then after that interaction, I'm like, yup. Got them. Got them. We got another one. Yep. Uh, here's, an, here's another thing is a lot of folks on the spectrum will report uh, not wanting to leave the house. And it's not just because of social anxiety. It's because all the preparation it takes to leave the house. You got to do this, you got to get clothes on, then you got to go to the grocery store, you got to get in the car, then you got to deal with all these people, then you got to pick all the items. It's just, it's a lot of shit to think of. So when they don't have to leave the house, it's nice. It's some folks could be hypersexual, some folks could be hyposexual. It just depends on where you are in that spectrum. The sensitivities, the touch, the emotions, there's just a lot that goes into being neurodivergent. I think most people are like, Oh, you're good with numbers, and then you can't, like, emote, and you don't make eye contact. Well, no, jackass. Uh, a lot no. more to it. Yeah, learn, read a fucking book. No. <laughs> no, why would they do that? Because, like, they're the educated doctors. Like, medical doctors. Um, hmm. So let's bring it back to synesthesia. Uh like I said, we all have different ways of perceiving the world. And so I want people to make sure that they know that if they do perceive the world differently, that they are not weird. But if you don't tell anyone these things, you're probably just going to think that you're normal. Most of my clients are like, oh, yeah, I thought this was normal that everyone saw like letters and colors. Uh, nope. Sorry to burst that bubble. Um... Yep. 
If you tried smoking weed, what happens? Er. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so that's that's the thing, though. It's most people think that they're normal. And thus, when they start mm-hmm. talking to a therapist or I start asking deeper questions, like, oh, yeah, it's normal, right? I'm like, it's not fucking normal at all. You're a fucking weirdo, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. My therapist. Well, calm down, yeah. brother. God dang. Yeah. Are you from... Uh, are you from Platoon 99? Like, what's wrong with you? Platoon 99? I, I don't know. What Bad Batch What kind called? of reference was that? Pl- Bad Batch, they're Platoon 99. There's something 99. You're such a nerd. Shut up. Just hey, shut up. I'm just saying, they're all autistic in Batch 99. Bad Batch, they're all autistic. Get back in your nerd hole, you fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> My head's too fat to fit in the shirt. <laughs> Unbutton a button. You uh, I want to say something funny that happened in group therapy, but I can't because uh, okay. it's like super inappropriate. <laughs> All right. Well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, right, so, we're never inappropriate here. Yeah. Yeah. This is like way outside. <laughs> oh. It was very funny. Um, I think that's most of the things that I wanted to touch on was. Is normalizing some things, checking out what your sensitivities are, knowing to collect some data on what they are, maybe to cross-reference and reality check with someone else, so that way you can stop being overstimulated, and maybe that'll lead to less depressive thoughts, less camouflaging, less social isolation. Maybe that will lead to less suicidal thoughts and self-harming, uh, and whatever that may be. Uh, you'd be surprised what happens when you actually can take control of like your life uh, and your stimulation stuff. But if it's just pure synesthesia, then that's probably not going to overstimulate. That's all like fun stuff. And that's just different creative pathways. Um, but I just thought it would be cool to finally bring up a lot of autism related things in the pod yeah. and kind of dive in deeper into what it could mean. Like I could talk about all the mental health uh, things, but that I mean uh, autism is more than just OCD, ADHD, uh, borderline, schizophrenic, bipolar, eating disorder issues. It's It's more than all that. It's more than just some of my students that only wear black clothes or like only like the texture and taste of like chicken nuggets and processed food. Cause that is the thing process, more processed food palates, especially when mm-hmm. they're younger. And then as they get older, now they experience things. There's a lot of particularness. <laughs> I feel like that's a word. Particularness. I'll look that up later. We're going to put that on yeah. a shirt. I'm going to steal that. Underdog, put that on a shirt. On a t-shirt, you jackass. Well, well, you know, it could be copyrighted. So put it on a shirt. Put it on the shirt. Put it on the clothing part. <laughs> yeah, put it on a yoga pants. <laughs> All right. Uh, Spence, did you have any thoughts or questions or input on any of these sensitivity things, particularness, any of the hypo stuff? Hyper? I guess just... How do you really, you know, like, what are your usual tests on how you would um, see on, like, a professional, like, setting how somebody's sensitivity is? Do you just ask them or do you kind of do some type of test to kind of see, like, are you this sensitive to this? So there could be some tests. I feel like those would be a little intrusive because then you're going to, like, freak them out in your office. But I do subtly do that. Because sometimes I will agitate people or push people into a direction to see mm-hmm. on how much they can take, and then I'll pull back. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'll talk about, after I see people in my office, like, twitching or fidgeting or moving, right? I'll, I'll let it go for a while, and then I'll collect right. the data, and then I'll bring it up, and then they'll just stop doing it. And, like, just to be <laughs> dead fucking still for, like, three weeks. I'm like, so you just don't fidget anymore, huh? Uh, <laughs> I know what you are, don't you? You're a fidgeter. Yeah. Well, I got some folks with tics, uh, right? So tics are very common, uh, Tourette syndrome, very common in autism. Uh, I have some verbal tics. I have some facial tics. Um, as soon as I said it, I had to do it, adjust my jaw. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I remember, I remember yours. You also go like, yeah. Well, as my eyes hurt too, like when I'm looking at people and shit, but yeah, like I got, I got some tics. Slim's definitely got a bunch of different, uh, verbal and facial tics. Uh, some folks do it more when they're excited. And so if we're talking about a certain topic and I see that they're getting cited, do I see that it spikes? Mm-hmm. Or was it when they're anxious? Is it when they're just listening? So I was breaking all this down with someone the other day. They started doing mm-hmm. this intense blinking. 
But it was only when they were listening to me. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Are you blinking because you're just listening and you're not camouflaging? Or are you blinking because I'm overstimulating you? Or are you blinking because you're processing in your mind? And they're like, what's the difference? I'm like, God damn it. I can't really explain the difference. Just pick one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'll front out. Just uh, ask you. Uh, sensitivity to clothing, touch, sound, light, taste, texture, smell. Candles, like anything make your blood boil, you just feel creepy and weird. Right. 99% of the time I'm talking to neurotypicals, nope, everything's fine. 99% mm-hmm. of the time I'm talking to someone on the spectrum, there's a few things that rub them the wrong way. Right. That they just can't take. Uh, it just depends. Uh, it really just depends. And so I'm just blunt with everything and I ask, and if they ever ask why am I asking these questions, I'll let them know. I'm screening out for this. Mm-hmm. Also, if I if you say that anyone in the spectrum on the families on the spectrum, well, now I have to dig deeper to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You do have me on this on one thing though. I rarely ask about synesthesia. It's in my checklists mm-hmm. that they can highlight, but I rarely actually ask about that. I'll ask about seeing things in pictures or visuals or creativity. I'll ask about that. Mm-hmm. I had one student where I see everything in visuals and I said, yeah, so if I said the word fan, what do you see? She said literally the word fan. I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> and I never got the chance to tell that person that they were on the spectrum either. Because uh, I see everything in like words and they weren't right. my client. So I thought it was inappropriate to just be like, yo, what they were. You got the tism. You got the tism. Oh, they were so awesome. They were so weird. And they were such dark humor. And then they would scare all the other white girls at St. Mary's. It was awesome. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Scare them. Yeah. They would just be like murder. And I'm like, yes. Do it. I mean, duh. No. <laughs> Don't do it. Yes. Yes. Don't do it. But think about it. <laughs> Unlimited power. Yeah. Not you like at the end of that scene on the edit where he's like, Stab. he's like, hey. <laughs> yeah, that's a good scene. Um, so yeah, it just depends, man. There's so many different things that go into it. Uh, I feel like mm-hmm. it's always best to just ask. The kid's probably mm-hmm. not going to tell you the sensitivities because they think it's normal, right? So remember, the point of view is that it's all normal. So why bring that up? What brought them to your office is they're definitely anxious when they're talking to new humans and initiating conversations, public right. spaces, feeling like an idiot, feeling lost, feeling like no one likes them. Those are the common things. Oh my God, man. You want to talk about something funny? What? I was talking to a human the other day and uh, mm-hmm. they're talking about their story. And I went like mm-hmm. this. And they freaked out. I was like, damn, what's wrong with you, boy? <laughs> He's like, what do you want me to do? You want me to leave? Like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, you nodded at the door. I'm like, come on, man. I was saying what like, yeah, it made, it made sense. This meant... The thing that you just said, like, yeah, that makes sense. The thing you just said, yeah, back there. He thought I told him to get out of the office. He, like, freaked out. I mean, let me tell you something. In that moment, I probably would have been like, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with him? I guess that makes sense, like, yeah. First of all, you nod, like, yes. But you're like... <clears throat> yeah, well, I said I'm back. Yeah, the thing back. You know, so related to the thing back. He's like, oh, that made sense. He's like, I told you I'm good at social cues. I'm like, no, bro. Just because you've seen me do that does not mean that you connected it to the right thing. I'll be honest. That that cue is terrible. Like, you, that is the word. In the moment, <laughs> it makes sense. Back. Back. <laughs> Who the fuck does that? Back. I was like just smoking the chicken coop on Friday. Fucking <laughs> like Will Smith. <laughs> You're just Jesus. an alien. Yep. Fucking men in black. I'm trying Mark. to tell you. It was so funny, man. Uh, though that human, we were talking about his sensitivities towards people not liking him and then not understanding why they don't like him. And so we had to go through and process all these different things and work on skills. Uh, there's a lot of different things that go into being on the spectrum. Not everyone is going to have to work on these things. Mm-hmm. Feeling isolated, feeling alone, feeling misunderstood and being overstimulated or burned out. Those are some of the most common core themes. So, my advice is always to find other neurodivergent people. I don't know how you do that, but we are like the characters from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. We all just kind of find each other. We're all like stand users. We all find each other. 
God, no one knows that show but you. Everyone knows that show. It's a popular show. No one knows that show. It's very popular. Everyone in the comments, please say if you know JoJo's Bizarre Adventures, because I have no idea. I watched one clip and I was like, I've never seen this in my life. <laughs> I mean, hey, everyone brought it up. My whole time we doing counseling. Everyone brought it up. A lot. A lot, a lot. Two people brought it up. And you're I've like, that's a lot. A lot. It was a lot. <laughs> I watched it. Uh, be blunt, therapists. Uh, pay attention to this, uh, or folks that are talking to therapists. Please ask for them to be blunt and direct. Um, don't be like uh, someone I know, where they said you look defensive, and then the client came in the next week. Like, explain to me in detail why you thought I was defensive because they wanted to know. Because you mm. said I was something. I don't know why you said that, so I want to know. And so the counselor got even more frustrated and agitated because they actually had to do the job. Because you did hurt that person, and so now, but they don't know, right? And they're just trying to learn. They weren't accusing you of something. They were trying to learn, um, right. and why you perceive them like that. So be direct with your words. If you said that they were defensive, you should have said why they were looking defensive. Was it their posture? Was it their face? Was it their stoicism? Was their inability to communicate? Was it they were taking too long? What was it? And so eventually, the counselor's like, "Yeah." Now as they were on the spectrum, was like, "Well, no shit." They're like, I can't help the kid. I'm like, why can't you help the kid? Just fucking listen to him. Um, Maybe do your job. I'm making big eyes. Like, yes. Yeah, for those on the podcast, the silence was us widening our eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Being like, fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Scary. Scary times weird. on the podcast right now. I know. So yeah. sexy. Uh, yeah. Not that common of a thing, synesthesia, but it is a thing. Um, mm -hmm. Another fun word. What we already talked about many times, alexithymia. It's a thing. So it's the inability to identify emotions and connect them. A lot of folks know neurodivergent, tough time with that. My men, tough time with that. There's the one thing when people don't like when people are chewing. I think it's called like mesophonia or something like that. Or Like chewing? Yeah, oh, there, yeah there's a lot of people that disgusting. freak out when they hear people chewing. I'll tell you. Let me tell you a story real quick. Go I ahead. was working at the Nike factory in Egan, and I was in the break room. I was newer, whatever. There's a guy on break with me. He ordered Chipotle, and he ordered so much sour cream on that fucking burrito bowl. And I'll tell you why I knew there was so much sour cream. Because every time he chewed, it was. I can't hear it. It was literally that. Yeah. Just sour cream sticking to his tongue and hitting the top of the roof of his mouth. It was disgusting. It was the worst. And I was just sitting there like. I want to, I, I'm on my break and I want to die. I don't want to be here anymore because he just ruined everything. He ruined my whole day with it. Yeah. So some people it's called, it's like drives them crazy, like nuts. It's misophonia, mesophonia. So Colin's wife has that. Colin, I guess he eats pretty loud. I never really noticed things like this, but I guess it's like really intense. Um, <laughs> Like, if you listen to it, I guess it's because he eats with his mouth open. It's like, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus it's, Christ. It's intense. It's like me eating super spaghetti. It's intense. Yeah, you go. Oh, soup. Slurp it's just straight down. slurping. Yeah. So that's the thing. People get freaked out about that or tapping or people breathing, like breathing hard. <laughs> Stop breathing. Just... Here's a funny story. So I took this new medication on Saturday. Yeah. Saturday night. So my dad's like, yeah, you were asleep pretty good, huh? He said that this morning. I was like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, you're sleeping real good, huh? I was like, this is getting fucking weird. <laughs> He's like, I literally walked in your room at like two in the morning, four in the morning, just to make sure you weren't dead because you're usually moving around and. And he's like, you were just unconscious. And I was like, yeah, I was actually slept really good tonight for the first time in like a long time. Oh, today's Monday. So yesterday. Um, mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I was knocked out. He's like, I actually got scared. You weren't breathing. Then I got closer. Then I heard you wheezing. 
It's like, oh my god. I do got a wheeze, so I can't breathe at all. It's a fat man wheeze. I don't know that one. Yeah, yeah there's a difference. Uh, it's not you yeah, when it's your neck was choking to death. Yeah. 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 You shouldn't have slept Thanks for like flipping that. me, by the way. Piece of shit. I didn't want to wake up that. and me just being hovering over you. You're right. Why would you save my life? That'd be stupid. <laughs> That'd be really dumb. Yeah. Get your shoe collection. Thanks. <laughs> he wanted me to have his shoes. He did. He told me <laughs> how to buy. Fit, you fucking piece of shit. This is proof. Y'all heard that this. size 13 shoes. Yeah, real proof. Yeah, I'll just sell them. Oh, okay. Thanks. Appreciate that for, in my memory. You're good. I'm going to count this money in your memory. Yep. As I eat, I'll I'll pay my respects to you in chicken and in, in lo mein and uh fried rice. Thank you. My mom will appreciate that very <laughs> yeah, much. Okay, there you go. Yeah, um yeah. any other questions you got for me, boss? I guess it's just so in the movie. Let's go. Uh Remy's brother. He conforms more to like the pact instead of kind of um, seeing how Remy sees it, right? So, yep. um, and that's obviously that's a tough thing to do. You can't just do that because Remy was like born with it or whatever. So, Correct. for those who have autism and they kind of conform to, how do you kind of see? How do you see um, more people with autism, even though they might be like conforming to certain things? Maybe they do have autism. Or maybe they have like severe autism, um, but they kind of conform to things um, a little bit more than others. So how do you kind of spot that? So depends on what you're asking here. So sometimes it's hard for me to catch students that are neurodivergent because they're very good at camouflaging. That's usually right. uh, gendered. Uh, it's mm -hmm. usually my my young women. Um, uh and studies don't really know is it testosterone that's causing that like is it because the years of like camouflaging and the years of adapting um mm -hmm. or is it a higher intelligence hey could be um mm -hmm. but sometimes it is hard and so i some individuals where i have to do like an in-depth search uh mm -hmm. into the ways that their brain interprets everything even the screeners it's it's it can be exhausting sometimes before i actually like this is a thing right. i I have to collect data on the parents. Now, if the mom or dad, right, bio mom, bio dad, mm -hmm. if they were neurodivergent or if they have any spectrum of any things, OCD, bipolar, schizophrenia, and the family and the lineage, well, now I know. I can also look at their jobs. What are their jobs? What are the any addictions, any medicines that they were on or siblings on, any mm -hmm. disabilities within the family? So if I'm not sure, then I have to do like a family assessment right. to my person's viewpoint. But the thing is, a lot of my neurodivergent kids are like, yeah, they're normal. I'm like, hmm. so you're not normal. Uh, <laughs> How did um, this happen? So I assume something's going on. Uh, a lot of it is, it's really hard to explain how I do it sometimes. It's speech patterns, mannerisms, mm -hmm. cadence, the stare. When they question human behavior, when they question hu life, like their life, they question the world. I can tell someone was on the spectrum today when I took a phone call. Within a few minutes, I'm like, you're on the spectrum. Uh, <laughs> like, this is this is 100% autism. Um, right. A lot of it just comes down to the feeling and the vibe. You can't diagnose things off of a vibe. Yes, I get that, people. Mm -hmm. Well, I've been around people on the spectrum my entire life. And my my spectrum dar, spec dar is pretty good. Spec. Spectar, Aspidar. That don't sound good. I was gonna say wow. Aspie, Aspidar, Asper. Oh my God! All right, no, Jesus. We're gonna have to workshop this. Yeah, do we? Do we? Do my we tism really? dar, dar tism, tism dar. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get away from Dar. Right? I can't yeah, mix anything with Dar. Just get away from all of the words. Just get away from all <laughs> okay. of them. Okay. <laughs> right. As I was saying this, I was picturing a cop taking the speed of things. <laughs> like an all autistic right, so... person walking by. <laughs> but yes, it's sometimes it's hard to pick out. Tism. 
It's like during those COVID screenings when they're doing the. <laughs> yep, you're positive for the tism. <laughs> Ma'am, I'm gonna need you to step back over here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who I'm gonna sue. I'm going so oh, where's L Sharp in that motherfucker? <laughs> Ma'am, I'm gonna need you to stop looking me in the eyes. <laughs> I I don't know. COVID gave you autism. There you go. (laughs) One of my clients. I love her to death. She talks so much shit. She's awesome. And she comes Mm -hmm. in there. She's like, yeah, well, I took a Tylenol. Guess I'm getting autism today. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Because it's like one of the old sayings. If you're, if the woman is pregnant, they take like Tylenol or Benadryl, like their kid will get autism. It's an old, old myth. Is it? Is yeah, it's myth? it's a it's it's an old misinformation, horrible horrible thing. Uh, wow, she's, so, she's many, like, so much medication gives autism. Jesus. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's so many fake things about flu shots and all that shit and vaccines. <laughs> it's like they've all been disproven. It's hilarious. And she just walks in my office. She's like, I took two Tylenols today. Guess who has autism? And I was like, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I got it. Uh. It's hilarious, man. So yeah, it's really hard to parse out. Sometimes it comes down to the vibe. Uh, I sometimes right. I feel crazy because I'm like that kid's got some neurodivergence for sure, and the other people are like, "You're an idiot." Um, <laughs> with the camouflaging, right? With the intelligence and the anxiety, it helps people act more normal because they learn the code. I got one boy. You would only know he's neurodivergent after you dove into some of the anxieties and OCDs. But he's like, yeah, literally, I, I stayed up all night thinking about the question that I would ask you. I'm like, the fuck would you ask me questions for? Like, yeah, like, how's your day, Mr. Zerka, and this and that? I'm like, okay. Uh, my day's Mr. fine. Mr. Zerka's my father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Zerka be my pep. My pep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so right, the more conversations you have, you can see the neurodivergence in their thought processing, in their experiences, yeah. in the way that they interpret the world, such as synesthesia. So synesthesia does not mean you're on spectrum, but many folks on the spectrum do have that. And so that is just one data point to help you get to a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And then you start adding up all these fucking data points, you know, like, holy shit, this is the only thing that makes sense. How can you have all these data mm-hmm. points? Well, they could just have right. all these data points now and not be on the spectrum. No, they're probably on the spectrum. Thus, that's why they have all those data points. There you go. But people are scared to diagnose them with autism because if they have autism, then they're quote unquote the R word. That that's the that's why people are so scared of it because they're scared that it's a disabling mm-hmm. and labeling stereotype. It's a horrible thing. Right. The word autism is scary. Neurodivergent, not as scary. My students will go talk to the parents about it. The parents will be like, holy shit, I think I'm on the spectrum. Then the the siblings will get diagnosed. Neurodivergent, that Mm -hmm. word. It works. You say autism. Mm. My son ain't got that. (laughs) Uh, Motherfucker, you got it too. (laughs) Damn. Damn. (laughs) What a thermometer I had. Tism. (laughs) I got it. Yep, tism. Full on tism. This is one human at work that just collects like rotary phones. I was like, <laughs> just for what? <laughs> what? Just for fun? Yeah, that's their hobby. They're collecting yeah, old school fair phones. Enough. Yeah, I fair collect enough. shoes. They collect phones that don't work anymore. Yep. Uh, I mean, I, they're on the spectrum for many other different reasons. Um, it's not watching just the them. No, it's well, that's one of them. Um, that's one of their hyperfixations. Just their people skills. I can see it. It's just a little off. A lot of the different right. things and them trying to communicate properly. Um, but it's not my place to tell them. So Yeah. I'm out of gas, homie. That's it. Yep. All right. Thank you everybody for excuse me. Uh thank you everybody for joining today. We really appreciate it. Uh after he's done shooting the Tism gun, uh please subscribe down below. <laughs> please subscribe. Uh visit our new website different spectrums pod.com it's in the link tree um also check out our merch buy it buy it um and if you have any ideas of what we should be uh covering next for our yep. videos let us know down below um 
Oh, and down below, please let us know, uh, you know, what, uh, what gets you, what gets your mind going when you eat, what foods get you going, right? What brings you, what's your comfort food? Let's go what's with your, that. Yeah. What's your comfort food? What's your most triggering food in a good way for good memories, good thoughts? Yeah. yeah let's so let's stick that. with food with this. And if you yes. want to tell us about some sensitivities and how you, you hate your father's mush, that sounded weird. That sounded terrible okay folks i'm spencer that's nazir this is the different spectrums podcast ah mm. my father's mush so hairy <laughs> oh. 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 all right much love everyone peace <laughs>